What's up, everybody? This is Chris Kane again here with the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As always, thank you, guys. Um, I only do this for you and for my own self-therapy. So it's nice that we have this outlet. I will get started by telling you guys I am in the middle of writing, I guess, as a pilot for what I guess will be a sitcom, but I'm in the infancy of it, so I can't really get too deep into it. But I haven't been this excited about a, like a project or a concept in a while, so I've been writing feverishly, and I think it's a good idea. I don't, you know, you can't know the future. I don't know if it'll be picked up or if it will make it to TV or movie at some point, but I think the practice of having an idea and then writing it through and getting it looked over and criticized and torn down and whatever is useful if you are in the field that I'm in, the entertainment business. So I'm excited about it. I will let you guys know down the line, who knows how long this process will take, but you kind of get the inside scoop on some stuff that might be going down at some point. And if a year from now this ends up being like on TV or something, then you can say I heard it first, which would be super awesome. And I guess a dream come true on some level. That has nothing to do with today's podcast. That was just giving you guys a little update on what I've been working on since I haven't heard from you. Oh, I'm sorry, you haven't heard from me. I've, I've been slacking. Since you haven't heard from me in like a week or so. So I wanted to give you a little bit of backstory on what I've been up to. Um, our music is on hold because our main music engineer guy is working on his own solo project right now, which I respect, but it just means that we have to wait for him to finish this project, which I think will be done in the next week, and then maybe our next song can start being produced and you know i might give you guys a little snippet so you can kind of enjoy that for yourselves uh today's podcast is about peacocking and this is a term that's been around for some time it's really people showing off is really kind of what the genesis of it is and given how social media is really the avenue for how people communicate now it's at an alarming rate that's essentially what social media is is Various versions of peacocking. You guys remember that Bow Wow challenge? I don't know how long ago that was. Maybe this time last year, maybe even longer than that. Time goes by kind of fast. Where he was taking a picture like in front of a, a private jet or something. And then like he was flying coach and it was like, I thought you was flying jets, Bow Wow, based on your post. And then they had to like call him out because he was obviously trying to stunt on people like, look at my jet life. But he wasn't really living it for real. But before people found out that he was being fraudulent, I'm sure they were like, yo, Bow Wow living it up, bro, that private jet, baby. That boy took it to PJ, yada, yada, all that good stuff. And he got called out for it. Then there was a Bow Wow challenge where people just started faking stuff, which is hilarious. And he played, he he leaned into it, and he ended up getting through it. And I won't even talk about that stuff anymore, but it did happen. So I'm, I'm not a big peacocker. Um, I have an old soul. Some of y'all know that who know me for real. Even if you just listen to this podcast, you probably have picked up on that at this point. I'm not old for the world. I'm 31. So I'm in my, I guess, prime or entering the prime of my madness. But I grew up in a social media age. When I was in like college, that's when Facebook really proliferated. Then IG soon thereafter. And Snapchat I've had an on and off relationship with. But I'm not really that into it and a part part of that is I'm, I'm kind of a private person i think even though i'm spilling my soul to you guys on a weekly basis but more so than that 
I don't I don't think my life is that interesting most of the time <laughs> to put out there. And I would rather not say anything than put something out that's not really what I'm doing. I don't I get the idea that if you're doing something that's really dope, like if I'm at, if I'm at the Super Bowl, believe I'm gonna be posting pictures. I'm telling you right now, if I'm in a box or if I'm on the sideline, even if I'm in like the nosebleed and football stadiums don't really have nosebleeds, I guess. But if I'm in the highest part of a football stadium, yeah, I'm posting pictures, bro, because I'm at a Super Bowl, and that's awesome, and I'm just excited to be there. But I wouldn't post pictures at a Super Bowl if I wasn't actually there. I wouldn't be on a boat like, yo, just living my normal boat life if I don't have a boat, or I don't normally do that. Or at the very least, caption it accordingly. Hey, man, shout out to my boy who has a boat. Let me slide through for the weekend. Give your boy some credit, or your girl. Or someone hit you with some, some tickets to a Laker game or something. Hey, man, I'm not really a Laker fan, but shout out to so-and-so with a ticket connect. Cool. I don't think that's peacocking. That's just updating people in your life. I think peacocking is when you are obviously posting fraudulent stuff to get a response, simply to get a response. And like most social media things, it's, it's obviously based on insecurity. Why else would you post fraudulent fake stuff? You're doing it to get likes and, you know, attention and all that stuff that comes with it. And I I understand this currency in that, especially nowadays, this currency and clout and all that stuff. So people chase it sometimes to their own detriment. Look at someone like Takashi, these kind of people who just, just I, want, I want to be talked about. I want to be mentioned. I want to be revered or whatever and they do it the wrong way and then end up in some real situations i don't understand actually i do understand i understand why people mostly this is a picture thing people post fraudulent pictures of themselves all the time i I mentioned the filter thing how i just don't subscribe to it it's cute at its basis like i think the core of Filter pictures. I mean, I really mean Snapchat pictures. I don't mean like Amaro and like, you know, those light fixtures. Those are just, you can change light on anything and make it look dope. A shirt can go from blue to green by just changing the light scheme. So I, I get that part. That's pretty straightforward. But I mean the actual filters, the Google eyes, the tiaras, the, I don't know all the filters, bubbles. <laughs> I think that's one of them. I, I think the idea of them initially was cute. That was the thing. It's like, oh, this is cute. It's like, imagine me like as an anime character, and then people just kind of go with it. But then it became a thing where those became the norm in posting. And I think it was a way for people to hide themselves. Because if you really were, I guess, feeling good about what you were doing, other than just being silly from time to time, why would all your posts consist of that? And I think it's gotten even further now where the doctoring of photos. Because the filters are cute, and everyone knows it. It's an obvious filter, so it's not like you're really deceiving people, you might be hiding a little bit, but you're not deceiving people. It's an obvious filter. But the editing of photos is now getting to the point where people are really just recreating their bodies and posting pictures like, oh, you know, I've been in the gym crushing it and they haven't been working out. But they got this filter where they can shave off three inches from their waist and then add half a cup size to their shirt and just be like, you know, God, God must have been in the lab when he made me. <laughs> what 
which is a dumb thing to say, however funny. Uh, and, people, and this is a thing. It's not a super young generation Y or Z, whatever the young kids are. It's not just a millennial thing. This is a thing that's across the board. It's, it's almost become customary. You take a picture that you kind of like, and then you treat it like a wedding dress. This kind of wedding season out here, so I'm, I'm learning about a lot of wedding stuff. And I didn't realize, I know wedding dresses cost like eight to $10,000. They're super expensive. I assume if you're paying 10 Gs, you may just get it, you pick a dress, that one with the flowy whatever on the back, and then you just kind of hem it up to your body. That's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, maybe it's a little boxy around the shoulders, a little small around the waist. Take it out, bring that in, we're good to go. I didn't realize you can take two to three pieces of dresses and just be like, I want that top, this middle, this bottom. It's, it's really... It's quite impressive given how much money that they cost. You would think they would have almost every iteration of dress. But in that respect, I understand all the mixing and matching and all that. Like, it makes sense to do all that. But on the photo side, I don't, it's, it's, a, it's a wild phenomenon where you'll meet people that you know in real life and then you'll see them post and you know that is a far cry from who they are. It's like, I saw you yesterday that's not how you look that's not who you are and you put it out there so people can gas you up and then where do you go with that because i i think the idea of currency is to spend it right like the idea of building equity and currency and clout and all that is to then use that towards something it doesn't make sense to just have it just to have it so we talk about people like the Jay Z's and these people of the world who are like, man, they got they got the, the air of the streets or they got they got clout, blah blah blah, and they use that and parlay it into businesses. You start working with other people, you sign artists, you say something that you think is social or what have you, and then it generates a certain response based on the fact that you had the clout in front of it. That's you spending that currency towards future endeavors for you. That's kind of what. That's kind of how I view it. Could be wrong. Could be a lot of ways to see it. This is just my podcast, so that's how I'm going with it. So my the idea of I'm going to post something that I know is fake. I'm posting something I know will probably get me the likes and the DMs and the messages and all that stuff that I want. But then now I have all that. I got 10. Let's say this is some young girl. She's 29, right? Right before 30. Right before the world ends, apparently. You post some picture, obviously, doctor, whatever, whatever. You get 10 dudes in your DMs, 2,000 likes, and a couple girls being like, yeah, in your comment section because that's necessary. Then what? Where do you go with that? Do you, you just, you just keep posting? Do you you know, say something positive about body image. Like, where do you where do you go with all that? Because I think that's the part that people don't really consider. It's once you get likes. Like, I so I'm a comic, and I I don't post nearly as many comedy videos because people steal material, and so unless I have something televised, which I'm not at that point in my career yet, then me putting information out in the streets could be detrimental. 
someone who has more clout and more notoriety can use my material, they get seen doing it at, you know, say, say the improv. And then when I do it, it's like, oh, yeah, you stole Jack's joke. I'm like, no, nah, Jack got that from me. I've been telling that joke for four years, but it doesn't matter because Jack now has the rights to it. And there's there's ways to kind of fight that, but it's super litigious and you're not, you're not going to win the case, pretty much. So I don't really post me performing unless I'm doing crowd work, which is always fun. That's just you know talking to the people. Or it's just something kind of off the cuff, and I don't think I'm going to like really try to like hem it up and make it a full set. But I will post like pictures. I will post events. I will like my Turn Up Tuesday show. I'll post that because I need, I want to generate traffic to the show. So I'll hype it up. Videos, this, this, and that, because I want the likes. I want the attention because I want people to come to the show. If I post a picture of me on stage, it's more like, all right, just so you guys know, I'm still performing, but I may also shout the comedy club out. Yo, just hit the haha um, ha cafe. And people and then people write comment, oh man, when's your next show? And it's like, cool, my next show is my show, Turn Up Tuesdays. And so it's, it's just free publicity. That's what it is. Um, I do comedy a few days a week, and I probably post only once a week of me actually doing comedy. So I don't post all the time. But the idea of it is to generate money and all that good stuff. If you're posting a doctor picture of you at the beach to get likes and DMs, I don't know what is it. It's just attention. That's the only, that's the only logical explanation. Now you could also be one. You could also want people to be in your DMs so you could holler at people in your DMs. I mean, if that's what your goal is, then it is hot girl and city boy summer. So if that's the case, then that makes even more sense. No problems with it whatsoever. Live your life. As long as you, you know, aren't committed and they are committed, go live it up. I'm good with it. That's not your goal. If it's just, see, I got these dudes in my DM, man, look at all these chicks trying to holler at your boy because I was walking around with my shirt off. Like, you going to hit these girls up? Nah, you know, you know, I got a chick at home. So it's like, so this is just, this is just ego at this point. Okay. It's, it's nice. Likes to have your ego stroked every now and again. We all like it. Oh my God, do you work out? I do. Yeah. I do that sometimes. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. But again, not only what do you do with the currency and all the clout and stuff, but then I have a question of when do you stop? Like when do you stop doing these kind of posts? Or when do you stop promoting that image that isn't you? Because there's a thought that this is like a childish endeavor. This is what young kids do. Kids are bored. We have more technology, more apps. You know, they always they're always on their phones. It seems to lend itself to this kind of behavior. But that's the kid thing. But when do you grow out of it? Is there like a set age? Is it? It's definitely not thirty. Because I, I I tell you that just from being this age and seeing with my contemporaries, it's not that. Is it thirty five? But thirty five is like the new thirty, right? Because older stuff just gets younger. And these forty year olds look thirty now. So is it 40? Is 45? Like when when do you say I'm done with the thirsty posts? I'm done with the fake posts. I'm done with that part of it. Or do you still need that attention just going forward in your life? I don't know. There's no like set rules for this kind of thing. But if the idea of it is this childish, I'm just getting some attention, then at some point you have to grow out of childish things. Isn't that like 
this cycle of life, do you do you stop when you get in a relationship? Tough questions, people. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. I'm asking these questions because we all know people who participate in these kind of things. And I don't know if anyone's asked those questions. Because we know people who are in relationships who still do this. And I assume if your partner met you and you were doing this, and I think I mentioned this on a really early podcast, I don't have an issue with someone being who they are when you met them and they continuing to be that person. I have an issue with you being with the person who was a certain way, they continue to be that way, and then you start to dislike them for the way that they were when you met them. So for instance, if I met a girl on social media, let's say that for instance, and she was posting, I'm out here in these streets, hi girl, summer, blah, blah, and I you know, do the DM thing, hey, what's up, hi girl, I'm city boy, blah, 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 let's, let's hook up. And then we go through that whole thing, and we start dating, if she's still doing like hot girl stuff, during our relationship, and I'm like, hey, you got to chill out with all that hot girl stuff. I feel like on some level, I'm being bogus because I met you as that, and you're still what that is. So what I want probably in my core for her to be like, all right, Chris is fulfillment enough. I don't need the attention and adulation from other people. Sure, that would be great. But if she doesn't stop being that, and I, and I break up with her because of something like that, like, see, man... You just be posting too much and I can't deal with this. And she was like, I was always posting. Our whole relationship, I posted. All of a sudden, you got a problem with it? Either you were fraudulent and bogus on the front end because you didn't talk to me about how you felt. Or, you know, you, 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 you're out of pocket now. Something has, to, something has a gift. So I don't have an issue with that part of it. But I would imagine at some point you do have to evolve. And then at some point, you'll look back at a picture of you poolside, you know, with some dumb caption and think, I'm getting too old for this. And maybe it's maybe it's having kids. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. But I think it's something to consider, especially if you you know are getting older in age. If you're in your twenties, this is part of the part for the course. Go live it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Have fun. Just don't get fired because of it, because I know a lot of employers check your social media stuff now as part of the hiring process. Even for like auditions and stuff, when I'm like submitting for roles, a lot of them say put your Instagram was a handle, oh, put your Instagram thing on, and they just want to kind of see what you've been up to. So, you know, I was strongly advised having a private account and then like a public account if you're going to be living some wild stuff. But aside from that, live your life, be fun. Trust me, your parents were fun back in the day. Don't. It doesn't matter what they're telling you now. They had their fun. You should have yours, too. I do wonder, though, like how the future generations are going to be. I'm fortunate to be in a generation where we didn't have social media, and then we did. So I have something to compare it to. I remember having a little brick phone and using like T9 to like try to text people and playing Snake, which is, at that time, the greatest phone game ever recorded. It's so simple. And people just would be furious watching you do it, but you just sit there, just you just moving this little snake around, trying to gobble up these little pixels. <laughs> Guess what they were. Um, so I, I've seen that to where it is now, where a five-year-old, you know, can navigate the web and like and buy stuff on Amazon, and like they're super talented with it. So I'm wondering what the future generations are going to be because 
the biggest users of Snapchat and IG and these kind of people are young people. They're great at it because this is their entire life. If you're under 20, bros, you've, you've had this stuff since you were a preteen. This has been your life. When did Facebook pop up? Like 06, maybe? That's 13 years ago. So if you're like 18, from kindergarten to now, you've been on it. You don't know anything other than that. So when you hopped on, what you see? So people posting, you know, fake money pics, people lying about how they look, people filtering stuff, gassing themselves up, talking about their haters when they're like 11. <laughs> Yo, man, shout out to the hater on me on the third chair trumpet, baby. Still got first chair on lock. Like it's, this is what you've been experiencing your whole life. And you don't have any other context. And so I don't, since generations tend to get more and more, it's not dirty. They get more, they go deeper and deeper into whatever temptations and like hedonistic kind of things they, they want. Because we get more and more knowledge, more and more technology. And so people have way more access to each other now than they did 20 years ago and obviously 20 years before that. If you're 18, you grew up in a tender age now. So the idea of being in college is you decide to go that route. And I remember trying to find dates in college. And, you know, I did. I did all right in college. I'm not, it's not a boo-hoo Chris story. I was fine. Got shot down a lot. Don't want to talk about it too much. <laughs> I, took, I took my L's, man. My friends know about it. But I made a lot of dubs too. Like it was, it was probably how life I don't say should be because that seems kind of like by your perception. But since if life is kind of a, a roller coaster, it's ups and downs inherent to roller coasters. So you got to get those L's where you like somebody, you ask them out and they say no. And then there's those victories where you think, nah, they'll never say yes. And they're like, yeah, okay. And you're like, oh, wow, that worked out. And then you kind of go back and forth and you want to have more wins and losses. This is what dating is. But at this point, because of things like Tinder and it's competitors you can literally just like swipe people and you're getting rejected by people not i guess swiping you but you don't feel that rejection it's almost like a drone strike killing people versus you pulling the trigger and killing somebody a person's dead regardless but when you do it with a drone it feels like you're playing modern warfare when you pull the trigger yourself i imagine i've heard from people who've actually like killed people they say like you never forget the people you kill you remember the noise, you remember the smell, like you see it, and it's there. And you compartmentalize it because you have to be a person in like regular society, but you don't forget it. If you're drone striking people, like especially the drones high enough up, you just see explosions. You know there are casualties, but it just doesn't even, like resonate with you. So if you're swiping and you just swipe 20 girls and maybe, maybe five match with you, then that means you know, theoretically you got rejected by 15 of those girls. That's not a good percentage at all. But you say, like, yo, I got five that said yeah, and you don't even feel that 15 rejection. I felt every rejection asking face-to-face. I hated going to clubs. Well, I like going to clubs. I like dancing. But I hated going out with the idea that I got I to gotta pick up a girl. Because I knew. I knew at some point, you know, that song come on, uh, like bump, 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 or like uh, teach me how to Dougie or something. And you just walk over like, hey, what's up? And you're trying to like be cool, suave. You ain't got no money. 
And you try to walk up to a girl, and y'all dance a couple songs. You're like, hey, can I get your number? No. Okay. <laughs> and then you got to do that awkward moonwalk getting out of there. Like, I always went to the bar and got, like, a cup of water. And it was just, like, the longest drink of water ever. Just, I got to drink off that L, baby. <laughs> it's different. And so I'm wondering what this future generation is going to do on the peacocking side. Because I imagine it will only get worse. We already have people, I mean, catfishing wasn't a thing when I was a kid, but it's, like, it's definitely a thing now. And then these filters are getting way more intense. People are getting amazing with Photoshop. And if you're 18 to 25 and you're trying to like become a real person and become the best version of yourself and your template for what the world is, is through these filters and through this perception that I have to look like a Kardashian or a Jenner who, when they turn 16, get extensive work done to them to make them look exactly the way they want them to look. And then that's your perception. I think that's really dangerous. I think that's, it's going to lead to a lot of really unhappy people. People are already super insecure now. They always have been. Every person has insecurities. I think that's been rampant with social media because you can just scroll. If you just type in hashtag fitness and just go through the videos, there's millions of them. And it's people who allegedly are in the greatest shape ever doing this, this, and that. And if you felt any kind of way about yourself, there's no way you can see that and not feel like, man, I'm really, I'm a piece of crap, man. I got to step it up. Like it, it, it can weigh on you. Even if you have good self-esteem, I think I might help, my self-esteem is healthy. But I'm not trying to look at, you know, 10,000 comedians out here who I think I'm funnier than. I hear making money and doing X, Y, and Z when I'm trying to figure out how to keep my, my ceiling fan on. Because on some level, I'm like, and even if you don't dwell on it, I think that's a sign of maturity. You can feel a feeling and they kind of get off of it. But even that initial reaction is still like, damn. And it's all social media. And these future generations are all on social media. So I'm wondering how much therapy is going to be for them, how insecure people are going to be is it going to be easier or harder to like mate? Are people going to be more into themselves? Because there's the narcissism rate, I'm sure, is skyrocketing. I don't know what to research on this, but just it makes sense. If people are more into themselves and more into being fake, then how can you build a real relationship with anything or anybody? I don't know. I'm a little concerned about my nieces and nephews because they're growing up in this age. I think, obviously, if you have a strong home and family around you, you can kind of, like, shield from some of that stuff. But when they go to school and they're out in the streets, they're going to be subject to it. And if they have a phone, then they're going to see it on their phone. So if you have kids, like, maybe this is something you have already spoken to them about. If you don't have kids or you're going too soon, maybe it's something to consider. We've never, I never had a social media conversation with my parents. But I think that's almost imperative to any parent going forward. Like, don't believe what you see. Don't post anything you can't come back from. Feel You should feel good about who you are. You're, you're great because you are, because you're individualistic and blah, blah, blah. And ultimately, you know, don't, don't fall for the traps that those kind of sites and apps have built into them. Because they're definitely there. And 
I kind of I kind of feel bad for what they're gonna have to go through. Conversely, they'll also have cars that drive themselves, so they'll have more time to be on social media. <laughs> so while they're like not looking at the road, they'll be, you know, posting pictures, like ghost riding the whip. It's like yeah, we all got that car. Um, that was dumb. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you listening and joining me for these journeys. I hope you got something from the conversation today. Tell your friends, post, repost, comment if you need to. Aside from that, I'll see you guys next time. Deuces.